This is your home for St. Cloud State Hockey, keeping you up to date on the NCHC. Women's WCHA. Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen for the Huskies. The National Hockey League. Kaprizov in for a chance to win it. He scores! Thrill the thrill is for real! Welcome to the NHL, a game winner. And everything from the state of hockey. Cloud Cathedral is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title. Welcome to the Huskies Warming House Podcast Den. The Huskies Warming House podcast is also brought to you by the Soda Pod, home of MNCAA college hockey news and more. Stay wild and up to date with new episodes throughout every week. Find them on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And welcome into episode 192 here in the Den. Nick Maxson alongside Noah Grant. And Nick, uh, right off the hop here, uh, a bit of a switch up, late switch up for us for this show. Um, it first of all intended to be two parts. We're going to save one of those, I think, for next week, just because of the light load of games for the Huskies. Of course, the women's team in action next week, their exhibition game against St. Thomas, and then both teams will be off the following weekend before playing January 12th and 13th. The men have Denver, the women have Mankato. So we kind of figured we'd recap a great weekend for the men's hockey team against Bemidji State, scoring 12 goals on the weekend. Um, our second topic that we are going to save for the following week is going to be talking about the NCHC uh, new playoff format in terms of locations. They already modified, of course, the upcoming format for 2025 and beyond as far as the teams are concerned. Now we're going to be focusing a little bit more on um, where those games are going to be played, which is an interesting caveat that obviously was announced uh, in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And more so, maybe the bigger headline where it's not going to be played, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, and it's 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 interesting too because Arizona State, you know, when they when they come in next year, they're going to get one crack at what has been the format for essentially the league since its inception. So, and then it, it goes to uh, a changed format, which uh, more hockey conferences are getting on board. Obviously, we're going to break that all down next week, Noah. But uh, as you mentioned at the top, uh, the Huskies getting twelve goals on the weekend, and you know. It's it feels good, but dare I say no? Do you agree that this was a needed statement weekend, just because of their previous non-conference record? I mean, Bemidji again, a team that has its flaws like any other team, but um, they have shown uh, times that this season they have uh, some fight in them that they can score. Uh, Huskies came out of the holiday break as if um, you know they were ready to go, which is good. Yeah, definitely a team that was a little bit battered and bruised on the Bemidji side, but uh, of course. It's our only recap here, Center Ice View News and Notes, presented by HuskiesIllustrated.com and the SodaPod. Center Ice View News and Notes. Center Ice View provides you with the best coverage of St. Cloud State Huskies hockey, from game notes, recaps, photos, and more. Go to CenterIceView.com. Episode 
Episode 192, Nick, Max, and Noah Grant here in the den for uh, a short show for us today, of course, uh, recording this in early January, the medal round slowly getting underway for the World Juniors as well, too, and uh, surprise, surprise, apparently Canada is not going to be a part of the rest of the festivities. Uh, that's a, an interesting one, to say the least. Out of the quarterfinals, right? That's um, yeah. <laughs> that's almost like a funeral for them, you know, when you don't yeah. make a, a championship game. I mean, I mean, but, you know... It, credit that program i mean for just how much success they've had over the years and what that standard is for um you know team canada and you know just how they've been able to replicate the success year after year and to have a, a hiccup like this a little bit more of a you know come down to earth moment for them uh, but i think you and i know it would be uh you know sort of you know crazy to think that that would be a trend no it's probably just a, a one-year hiccup for them they'll be back uh in the same conversation next year uh definitely going to be looking more on the inside because this one definitely there's some pride that's hurting north of the border uh but nonetheless uh u.s advances canada out in the quarters yeah kind of interesting uh of course the moving more locally close to home are st cloud state huskies who come in on the pole today on january 2nd they come in at 14 right behind umass and right ahead of michigan Michigan, they are in the same spot, technically tied for 13th in the pairwise, so that's your change. Nothing really notable for the Huskies. They beat an opponent that was lesser than them, so they really didn't have a chance to yeah. move. Could have been very detrimental if we were going to go the other way, but uh, right. um, on Friday night, of course, this one was in the Sanford Center um, in Bemidji, a, a, a crowd of basically 4,000 on hand for this one. I always love the Sanford Center. I think it's a very cool little intimate building uh, for hockey games. The Huskies outshoot the Beavers 28-22, 13-7 in the first, 9-6 in the second, and then were outshot by the same tally uh, in period number three as the Beavers had a little bit of a pushback in that one uh of course uh the huskies did garner a power play goal in this one and killed off both penalties that uh they had against them 32 face-off wins 26 face-off losses so much better in the dot as well and a very good performance from dominic bassey who saw 21 of 22 that came his way but the huskies nick uh they get on the board first um you know, and it, and it didn't really take them too long in the, in the first period, and that was kind of the trend for both games. But uh, if you were the Huskies, had to feel good uh, getting a look at this first goal. Vietti Mietnin, his 11th of the season, just 56 seconds in from Mason Salquist. To center, two on one for St. Cloud State. Into the right side circle, Vietnin beating Mietnin. Rips it past Matias Scholl, 56 seconds in, one nothing St. Cloud State. What a shot from the uh, Toronto Maple Leaf uh, draft pick. No wonder he's leading the uh, Huskies on scoring. That was a rocket. Now you don't want to give up two-on-ones to that dude. No, <laughs> no. But the defense, I mean, I, I can't argue the defense left Matias take him. I mean, he took the other guy. I mean, you got to make a decision at some point. And uh, I, I, maybe the defense should go to... Uh, yeah, no, that's a vintage VD Vietnam goal. Um, beautifully executed two on one. And as you saw there, you know, and the, you know, sort of that second chance look there from the CCHA broadcast crew, it was in a transition play. And then VD picks it up the left wing shot on the right wall. And people forget some of these little details, right? When VD comes down that wall, he crosses the blue line and he slows down a little bit, right? He's trying to get help. He's got a winger that's breaking on the weak side and then he's turning his head, right? So he's trying to hold off the defenseman. And uh, well, 
VD does what he does best, that wicked quick release. He puts it up over the shoulder of the Bemidji State goaltender. Um, you know, you can't get much better than that, but it's a shot, right? No, it's a shot that, you know, kind of puts the onus on essentially the goaltender there. And then and again, there's a defender on the power play. We've seen VD Mietnam being a very good distributor of the puck, so you have to respect that he can both make that pass and take the shot. So at the end, you know, it's just a game of inches, and for VD found the empty space over the shoulder. Just a great look on that two-on-one. Yeah, absolutely. And the Huskies earned a total of three goals for a 3-0 lead at the end of period number one. The second, of course, coming from maybe an unfamiliar face, Cooper Wiley, his first of the season for the Huskies. Beavers to the line, not out. Cooper Wiley sends it back in from the blue line through a mess of traffic, and I don't think Matias ever saw it. It's 2 nothing St. Cloud State. Well, the way he reacted, he didn't look like he did. Suddenly it was in the back of the net and coming out the other way to be traffic in front. Another uh, shot, that one from further away eludes Scholl in a quick 2-0 lead five and a half minutes into the hockey game for the Huskies. Cooper Wiley, yeah, for, uh, first goal of the season, like you mentioned, Noah. And, you know, it's simple hockey sometimes. Yeah. And uh, you saw Cooper, monkey off the back, <laughs> throwing it off. Uh, that was, you know, I'm sure he was feeling the pressure, you know, to get uh, a goal on the board. But, you know, when you watch that play develop, you know, the puck comes off the wall, um, trying to go back to the, you know, back to the blue line. He, he cups it, he looks, and then he's got some ice there. He takes a couple of steps. And if you look in front of the uh, the, the Bemidji crease, there was a moving screen there, Adam Ingram was there a couple of Bemidji State defenders so you kind of wonder if the goaltender lost sight of it but that's why they tell you know if you have a lane to the net for a defenseman you just got to get it through sometimes it finds its way sometimes it takes a bounce you just never know um, all things came together in that play for Cooper to get his first so congrats there for the young defenseman uh, get a good uh, get one on the board there and again simple execution and a simple play yeah that one coming at the 526 mark uh, 1323 was the mark of our next one Cooper Wiley actually the secondary helper on this one Barrett Hall the primary assist and a guy Nick uh, how about this one uh, a guy that we actually heard his name uh, a few times here this weekend Ryan Rosborough with his second of uh, the season and first of the weekend plays it down behind the net for Barrett Hall he plays it back up to the top, a redirect in between the circles. Jack Ryman's going to get that one. It's 3-0 St. Cloud State. Ouch. They've just been buzzing, and uh, when you're uh, able to have puck control in the offensive zone, pass the puck, something's going to come open, and you know there'll be people in front. And that's exactly what happened there. A nice pass right center of the uh, rink at the point. Quick one-time. Yeah, great play there by Ryan Rosborough. And as the season has gone on, Noah, the one thing that we've noticed with this squad, and we see this with a lot of college, you know, hockey teams, is you get that high cycle. You get your defenseman involved in the cycle. That was Rosborough that was actually covering at the left point. Again, high school is a simple cycle play. He sets them some up. The left shot opens up. A nice one-time blast. And again, same as that second goal. Lots of traffic in front there. Bemidji State net is able to beat the goaltender clean. So again, just really good offensive execution there by the Huskies and scoring in different ways again both shots coming from the point but it's the setup there that's different and there the huskies maintaining possession working that puck low to high and again that quick release and this is really great for rosborough who yeah. you know we we've talked to brett larson in the past right of what he could bring if he reached his ceiling i think we're starting to see the you know the evolution of what ryan rosborough could be you know sort of that will hammer type that can you know be a good shutdown forward and also be able to produce some offense here and there um and as you mentioned not 
at it from him this weekend, but good to see him get on the board. And again, another great play offensively for the Huskies. Yeah, the only kind of really negative in this hockey game for St. Cloud came five minutes into period number two. Uh, Yuri Vizanin, uh, a short-handed marker for Bemidji State, their lone goal of the hockey game. And uh, Nick, curious to see after we go through this one what your thoughts are on uh, where the breakdown went for the Huskies, who have largely been uh, pretty decent on special teams. Ahead, picked up by Leighton Road. Road pushes it ahead to Harry Vison. Vison in left side circle. Scores! Short-handed goal. Beavers cut it to 3-1. to one. First shorty of the year for Bemidji State. Nifty play at center ice by, I think, Leighton Road to get him the puck and, uh, I think, confuse the Husky defense because somehow they let him come down all alone on the left wing, and he just fired a nice shot. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a breakdown on both sides there. So play is coming at you two on two. Uh, first of all, Mason Salquist, I would imagine, probably got a little bit of a conversation there. Uh, didn't really feel like he was pressuring the puck carrier. The defenseman was on the other side, you know, covering after that puck moved to the wall. When Mason Salquist wasn't going to catch up with it, um, he was out of position. So he tried to and then race back across the, you know, the ice and then vice it in again. Smart play there. You have a lane take a shot, especially shorthanded and, you know, unfortunately beats Dominic Bassey. Uh, so you got to give credit to the goal scorer there. You know, it's for having a good shot, but you know, a couple of breakdowns on that rush. I think. Uh, no, I'm curious to know. Did you see what I see? Just a kind of a multi, just a kind of a domino effect there in terms of that breakdown on that play. Well, not a typical scoring area, even for a left-handed shot right. down, kind of on that half wall there. I think that's one Dominic Bass you would probably want back. But good goal scorers get some too. Only his third goal of the season. Obviously, Bemidji State uh, in a much weaker CCHA conference. So I mean, kind of take that what you will. But yeah, just kind of a tough one to get beat on. But you know, it was really St. Cloud's only. Re- real blemish in this hockey game uh, and they made up for it three minutes later special teams advantage their own power play goal Adam Ingram's fourth of the season Dylan Anhorn and Vietti Mietnian tallying helpers Anhorn over to the right side wall cross ice deflected off of the left post and in what a pass to the back door Adam Ingram with a goal it's four to one well that's how you uh scripted up. I mean, that is just perfect execution by the Husky power play in that backdoor pass. Matias couldn't get to the post, though he tried. That's trying to move pretty quick from left to right. Almost got there, but not before the puck. And Ingram buries it for his uh, fourth of the season. Nick, I don't care who you are. That one is just pretty. Uh, tic-tac-toe play in yeah. the back of the net. Uh, that was probably, I think that was my favorite goal, honestly, on Friday. Great execution in the power play. And uh, as I talked before, right, VD known for his shot, but he's also known to be a great distributor. And this is a timing play, you know, and, you know, a cu- couple of things on this play. Uh, of course, Adam Ingram as that puck winds around to the far side from him as he's wind up the blue line. Uh, but Midget State on their weak side, they actually overcommit a little bit, but that's what having that bumper position does. It forces you to try to, you know, essentially pick and choose. And this is where the smarts of VD and the timing of this play really take precedent as he's waiting for him to come down and that seam pass. Um, he's definitely looking toward the bumper. He's definitely trying to get the defenseman sucked into him that opens up the area behind him in the VD with a perfect feather pass and an Adam Ingram. Again, a quick release. Um, again, goaltenders are so athletic nowadays moving laterally that a lot of them, especially in the NHL, can actually get over, maybe get a piece of it. But uh, good play on and off the stick just like that. It gets over the pad. 
great pretty players i mentioned that's definitely one that i would say was the prettier goal of that game but again a lot of small little intricacies that all add up to a nice power play goal yeah adam ingram also factoring on the huskies fifth of the night in period number three eight minutes in uh, grant Deshawn with an assist to jack peart uh his second for the huskies second to last goal of the evening oh huskies two on one now two on two get the puck ahead back door wide open tap in Jack Peart, it's 5-1. Perfectly executed two-on-one. Yeah, I mean, that is a textbook two-on-one on how to do it. Get around the defense, pull the defense over, pull the goalie over, and Peart gets the goal. Matias didn't even move. <laughs> well, he did. He no, went, he went to the... his left a little bit on Ingram, pulling him over. I'm saying he didn't move back to his right. Oh, he didn't need to. I mean, he knew. Yeah. Now, Nick, you might say to yourself, well, wouldn't you think this would be the prettier goal uh, of the night compared to the last one we just saw? Well, at least the last one was contested. I, you know, yeah. you got to feel good. You got to feel pretty bad for uh, Matias Scholl, who I thought had an otherwise pretty good weekend for a guy who got sh- shelled for, you know, at double digits, so to speak. I, not much chance for him on that one. No, and, you know, when you analyze a play, especially, you know, for Bemidji State on this one. First of all, you're beat to the neutral zone. This is when we talk about how speed kills, especially um, you know, for St. Cloud, right? Brett Larson preaches that you want to be have speed to the neutral zone because sometimes if you get a defenseman caught flat-footed, I, I forget the the name, but it was number five. They're in the neutral zone. Just that one simple pass. Now it's a two-on-one defenseman again, just like the Huskies get up shorthanded. He's on the wrong side of the play. He comes over and then this is where the pedigree right, of Adam Ingram, Matias Scholl knows he can be a goal scorer again. Uh, second or third round pick was Adam Ingram for Nashville. Um, so he goes to the back end, a pretty little quick dish to the left-hand side. And again, the goaltender commits. The defenseman's already committing to them. Adam Ingram, again, you're analyzing this information in real time. Sucks him over, bots it over. It's a wide open net. So again, you talk about how good goal scorers can become, shall we say, the distraction. Ingram was there on the nice feed and then a good execution of that goal. Yeah, and to pour salt in the wound, the Huskies' last goal of the game. A minute later, Joey Molinar, Kyler Kupka, found Dylan Anhorn for his third of the season. Huskies send it down into the right side corner. Back up to the top, Molinar rips it wide off the end wall. Right to the bottom of the left circle. That may have been intentionally sent wide of the net because there was a guy standing there looking for the puck. 6-1. Yeah, that thing went right to uh, look like Anhorn on the back door. That is a great shot. I mean, now Matias was trying to go from left to right, but Corkin was over there. He went down, and that. And this is kind of one of those, Nick. I mean, you look at the shot margin halfway through period number three, right? 25-17, that's the 26th shot for the Huskies. I mean, it's not like it was a game where, you know, Bemidji was totally out of it, but very much a quality over quantity game, except for maybe that one. Unfortunate bounce off the end wall, opportunistic result. The Huskies probably didn't need that goal to win the hockey game, but uh, hey, you'll take them anyway. You can get them. And this goes back to that same cycle, uh, you know, activating your defenseman, Dylan Anhorn. We saw him last year again. Uh, great chemistry with Grant Crookshank. He's a guy that loves to step up, loves to activate. And sometimes, you know, players, when you've played in a building before, uh, just like the old NHL barns, like uh, uh, Joe Lewis Arena had a knack for having very active end boards, right? Players knew this. And for Dylan Anhorn, just the smarts, right? If you watch that clip as the puck's coming up the near side wall, he's already at the very far hash 
hash marks. And so he's just kind of trailing the play. Again, a good shot from Rellsboro from the point in Mr. Short side, but a lively carom as the shot comes through. Dale Anharm is sneaking into that weak side post. He gets the bounce and again, a one touch off the stick. So again, sometimes it's being opportunistic and getting the puck again toward that. You're capitalizing on second chances. And again, you know, you talk about Matias Scholl. I mean, not much you can do on that play, especially with a lively carom like that. Um, it's just one of those things that hockey can be sometimes. You get the bounces some nights, some nights you don't. For this one, the Huskies were in the right spots to take advantage of those bounces to get their sixth of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And the Huskies did not look back two days later on Sunday, and you kind of wondered, would they respond? They're now 10-5 and on the season. Well, they made it 11-5 in pretty strong fashion. Same score in this one. 4,789 was the attendance of a pretty good crowd, especially on the holidays in the Granite City. The Huskies outshoot Bemidji 44-28. It wasn't even close in this one, despite being outshot 12-11 in the first 20 shots for the Huskies in the middle frame. 22-11 was the margin. 13-5 to finish off period number three. Huskies go two for seven on the power play. A perfect three for three on Sunday night. Perfect five for five overall on the weekend on the kill. And a good 37 face-off wins on 60 opportunities in this one. It was all Huskies uh, through the first period, although it was a pretty close score. 2-1 after the first. The Huskies score the first two. We mentioned it, though. Ryan Rosborough, once again, his second goal of the weekend. Jack Ryman and Ethan Acoin at the four. 404 mark. A power play for St. Cloud State. Now Ryman puts it right in front of Rosborough. Scores! Stop and smell the roses! <laughs> There's no stopping to smell these roses. This kid is hot. He's got a hot stick. He is Johnny on the spot. I just, I love the confidence he's playing with. He puts himself in the perfect position. Ryman, great work behind the net. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just a gritty play. You know, I mean, what more can you say? Also, those sweaters look amazing for the Huskies, by the yeah. way. Those alternates are unreal, but we'll get to that in a minute. But We will. Um, and they're here to stay, which is even better, yeah. um, which is nice. Um, you know, there's... There's, you know, goals that I think the casual fan would look at. And, you know, the when you say, what's a pretty goal look like? And they say tic-tac-toe. That wasn't this. This was the prototypical, you know, Dave Shayak grease pan goal. This really was. Uh, first of all, you know, you cycle the puck down low. A nice turnaround in the corner. And then sometimes if you have the ice, sometimes you just bring the puck to the net, right? And then as the, uh, you know, as your hockey coaches would say, if you want to score, you got to go to the net, right? He gets inside position. Um, he wasn't tied up in the puck finds its way across the blue paint. Ryan Rosborough's stick was down, pots it into the empty net. Again, sometimes the simple play, just bringing the puck to the night, you see ice in front of you, you take it, and sometimes that's what happens. And again, great execution all around there by the Huskies on a very simple play from the corner out to the front of the net. And just a few minutes later, four on four actually had a bit of extracurricular activity in this one. Uh, pair of coincidentals, Adam Ingram and Austin uh, Jupi uh, ended up getting cross-checking and holding minors respectively. Zach Okabe, his only second of the season, which is kind of a weird phrase to say. Um, Jack Peart uh, and Cooper Wiley telling assists. And he does not panic. Here we go. Peart sets him up and scores! Okabe, what a shot! What a goal! And it's two rips, St. Cloud State! <laughs> this setup is spectacular. You gotta watch this right here. This pull, this freeze right here by Jack Peart. The second he pulls that puck to his forehand, that freezes everybody. 
Wow. I mean, so a couple of things on that, right? If you're actually, you know, the, the hockey purist, right? A couple of things. Number one, Jack Peart doesn't get enough credit for how he makes this play happen. Again, that little cut to the middle. And then how about Werner? When yeah. Werner actually flies by him, right? That brings that weak side defenseman down. Kyle Luft, who actually is one of Bemidji State's better forwards, coming down through the middle there, but doesn't see and doesn't actually take care of that weak side forward, which was Zach Okabe. He's left all alone. He gets the quick pass on and off the stick. And we know Zach okabe has got a wicked release and he gets that much net. I don't care what goalies in that he's not going to miss it. So um, a good play there, a good little scissor play, you know, as they would say in hockey terms, you know, got to kind of switch places. And then again, just Bemidji State, just not being aware and not picking up that extra man that's on the other side of the puck there. So uh, again, St. Cloud takes advantage of a breakdown there by Bemidji. Yeah, and two minutes was the interval layout here in period number one. Two minutes after the Huskies' first goal, they score there. Two minutes after that, Bemidji State scoring Logan Atchison in a rare defensive breakdown recently for the Huskies, leaving a guy wide open on the back door. Long shot blocked by Hall. Rebound centered in front. They score! The puck comes right to the man at the side of the net, and he buries it. The defense with Logan Atchison. Yeah, I mean, just kind of like uncharacteristic, you know, I, I, you know, just a bit, yeah. of a bit of a defensive breakdown. I mean, is what it is. I mean, it didn't burn the Huskies in the end, but just something to kind of make sure you're not puck watching on the near side. So, I mean, took the words out of my mouth and yeah. had him there for that split second. I yeah. think when that puck came through the crease, I think it did deflect off something. He made the decision to chase the puck and then. You could even argue maybe a bad bounce there, too, as it then leaks through him, gets through the player on the weak side. But as you mentioned, you got to be able to tie up somebody. You can't just tie up space if you're in the defensive zone as that weak side forward. So partially, yes, puck watching, but also partially a little bit of a, a crazy bounce that ended up on the stick of a Bemidji player. And again, already set that was uh, Dominic Bassey, wide open net for the Bemidji State player. Yeah, kind of wild, too. Uh, the Huskies, uh, despite putting up 20 shots in the second period and having three power play opportunities, they did not cash. In. It took them until the 526 mark of period number three. Ethan Acoin, his first uh, from Adam Ingram and Tyson Gross, got the Huskies off and rolling with a 3 1 lead. Lewandowski. Oh. Gross turns it over right on the doorstep. Acoin scores! <laughs> Ethan Acoin gets the goal! And the Huskies are back up by a pair! Yeah. And again, no, you talk about just going to the net and then, you know, I would think, you know, for Matias Scholl there, you know, for a rebound that gives up there to that loose puck and then just the composure, right? The patience there by Ethan Coin, understanding that the goaltender was down. I just have to move a little bit to my left. There's nothing there but net. So just, you know, as Eddie Olchuk would say, if he holds onto that puck a second longer. Yeah. He's got that wide open net. Didn't have to. He followed that play up nicely. Again, that second and third wave, again, crashing the creasers. You would say stopping on pucks, right? That puck goes to the net. You go to the crease. Who knows? Puck squirts loose. You have an opportunity to bang it home. Oh, I like the Eddie Olchek reference, too. That's a very much a NBC mid-2010s throwback. But yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I always love He's probably one of my favorite color analysts. I think he does such a great job. Uh, he does. But nonetheless, you know who else does a great job, Nick? On the power play, Barrett Hall's fourth uh, from Dylan Anhorn and Werner Miettinen. Nick, just watch this one. This one was, oh, my goodness. Werner Miettinen. Now Hall. Oh. Scores! <laughs> A shot by the freshman, and it's now 4-1 St. Cloud State. Oh, did he hit four posts? How, what kind of angle of wizardry is this, Mr. Hall? That is...
That's just one of those. Like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care who you are. That's disgusting. Yeah. So, you know, again, not that this needs much breaking down, too, but uh, Bemidji State, right? So Puck comes down the wall to Barrett Hall there. Um, he's got some ice, and so he takes it, right? He puts it back into his toe, little toe drag, and then he waits, right? He waits for that puck. He used the defenseman as a screen. And then I'm not sure if there's any different phrase to use other than that's a perfectly play shot up above the short side shoulder. Uh, my goodness. I mean, if, if we wanted a reason for Husky fans, why Bear Hall came this year yeah. instead of maybe next year, there you have with the skill, the release of this player and the hockey IQ right there. It looks simple, but again, a lot of little things so he does right in order to put that puck in the back of the net. Yeah, what a shot. Two more goals for the Huskies. Uh, five minutes later, Kyler Kupka's eighth. Joey Molinar, Mason Salquist telling assists. Five and one is what the uh, books say. And there's another one. What a beautiful feed. Molinar to Kupka. And you can start celebrating the new year. I mean, that one symbol zone entry uh, coming off the wing. Uh, chip a puck into the middle of the ice and then a, just a good seeing eye shot. Low glove side. Uh, kind of salt in the wound for the Huskies. Pretty much. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about that one. Kind of in garbage time. Same with this one. Power play goal. Uh, another penalty late. Uh, Will Magnuson with that game misconduct for interference. Uh, his fifth of the season for Adam Ingram. Kyler Krupka gets the assist on the last goal for the Huskies. It's like you and now Ingram. Fires. Oh, it's in. And it's in. That's in. What a I mean, all in all, yeah. like, I mean, great release in the middle of the ice. Sorry to cut you off there. I mean, great release in the middle of the ice. And I mean, all in all, great end cap for a weekend. That's how the Huskies outscore their opponent 12-2 uh, to 2 on the weekend. Uh, you look in that Isaac Posh, 27 of 28, though, for the Huskies. You'll take that any day of the week. Good for him to kind of continue to get his sea legs under him, so to speak. Um and kind of along that line a little bit too, Nick, as we maybe throw this one up here as well, uh, you you look in the goaltending numbers. Um, I don't know if I can zoom in anymore. I'll do my best here. It might not be able to be visible on the screen. I'm not sure. But uh, Isaac Posh, a 960, right, in his three contests. He's only allowed three goals uh, in almost 160 minutes of 1.14 goals against. He stopped 72. So if you're the Huskies, I feel like you've got to feel pretty good about what you're seeing from him as well, too. Obviously, he's not the starter. We know that. But, you know, goaltending wise both of these guys continuing to provide more than serviceable numbers for the huskies uh statistically kyler kupka dylan anhorn adam ingram and vietti mietnan all with 16 points in the season zach okabe and joey molinar uh 10 each zach okabe more of an assist guy as we kind of mentioned only his second goal uh of the season nick but uh yeah the huskies not too shabby for a weekend in which they could have gotten into a little bit of pairwise trouble while they squashed that idea both nights and they needed to, right? I mentioned at the top that, and, you know, we have to remind the fans every year that how the pairwise, you know, it's when you beat a team that as low is in the standings as Bemidji State, what they're in the low, like the mid upper 30s, I believe, before they came into this weekend. Um, a loss, you know, coupled with the previous record of St. Cloud would have been uh, pretty damaging, actually. But you beat these guys, you know, you're more just trying to stay where you're at at that point. So um, it was a needed, much, you know, good weekend to come out. You get the both wins, you can settle down, and more so you get your legs underneath you a little bit after some weeks off. Um, before, as we both know here, uh, Noah, it doesn't uh, get any easier from here. Again, the Huskies have not faced either Denver um, or some of these other bigger teams in the NCHC, which is going to hit the second half here 
here in just a couple of weeks. Um, but again, good to come back and have a performance like that with Brett Larson away, by the way. He's yep. at the World Juniors as an assistant coach to David Carl's staff, uh, the Denver head coach. So it's good to see that uh, despite the the head coach being away, sure, he was involved quite a bit, that the Huskies are continuing to execute on a high level despite, although Bemidji maybe not the strongest team, you still got to be able to go out there, play 60 minutes and uh, earn your W's because again, it, it's uh, college hockey. It doesn't matter how or what your record says, you can still find ways to uh, uh, to do yourself, you know, let's say with less favors than, than you did if you go, go out there and, you know, execute your game plan. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say big dogs? Huskies have a week off before facing, uh, oh yeah, by the way, you've got Denver for two here. And then, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, North Dakota um, to finish yeah. off with an Omaha squad, the only one who hasn't died. Uh, um, you haven't beaten fully this season in the NCHC. Uh, so, yeah, an interesting January coming up for these Huskies. Uh, Nick, let's also not forget as well, too, um, this St. Cloud team now improving to 11-5-2 on the season. Um, now 9-3-1 when they score the first goal of the hockey game. 7-7. Uh, one seven pairwise points percentage just under 21 percent on the power play just under 88 percent on the kill both serviceable numbers and both uh, um, great remedies from what we thought we were going to see from this team early on in the season in the non-conference schedule they remedy a little bit of those woes as well too this weekend uh, i guess final thoughts from the weekend and nick uh, what is the plan for the huskies now with a, a week off after having a couple for the holiday break they look good they've got to stay fresh but not overdo it and then they get ready to travel to Magnus Arena and take on Denver. It's business as usual, right? Uh, you you can't change anything. You have to prepare for Denver. Um, you know, for the next two weeks again. You know, it's uh, here right now. It's at Denver. Sorry. Yeah. So, and Magnus has not been kind to the Huskies historically. Um, although Denver, um, shall I say, wasn't the team we thought they would be in the first half. They did pick up some different personnel over the the holiday break. So, and at the end of the day, um, they're still a very well coached, very well run organization. Um, you have to be able to put out a hundred and uh, shall we say twenty minutes of good solid hockey, especially on the road. Um, so, I expect nothing less than two solid weeks of practice uh, and then to head to Magnus where you have to try to get as many points as you can because 7-0 and one of the Huskies are in conference play. Again, you got a very tough road ahead. You come, as you mentioned, in January. It doesn't get easier into February. Huskies do not want to have that same slide they had, although that was more injury-related. Uh, again, just trying to make sure that you're ready to go here, Tom, in about 14 days. Yeah, we mentioned it. Uh, Denver, North Dakota, Omaha, February brings a four-game road swing. CC, who uh, you never really know with them, especially their performance against North Dakota. Miami, of course, hopefully should be the two easiest games, but Miami's given this team fits in the past. Western Michigan at home will be a tough test for the end of February, and then your gauntlet continues in that swing. Denver at home and then traveling up to Amsoil Arena and Duluth to finish off the regular season on the men's side. Women's side, as we mentioned, they play, of course, this upcoming Saturday exhibition game against St. Thomas, then both teams a weekend off. Then January 12th and 13th, uh, Mankato uh, will face St. Cloud. Um... And, and they're a team, the women's team is, that's 13-6-1 and one in the season. The men are now off this upcoming weekend. Uh, and then 11-5-2, this men's team, as they look to take on Denver in the following week. For Nick Max and I'm Noah Grant, and we will see you soon in the Den. One-timer coming, they score! Dana Rasmussen fires and she scores! Dana Rasmussen 
Angel is now 42.6 seconds away from wrapping up the school's first ever title.